could the situation surrounding E3 get any worse? Turns out it can and has, but we've still got a lot to look forward to, and we'll talk about the details. And we've got all the latest updates regarding the Microsoft Activision merger. We're going to talk about all this stuff and a whole bunch more right now on Gaming News Weekly. Gaming News Weekly is back. We are the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single week, every Monday, we're coming to you with all the biggest happenings in the video game industry. My name is E-Rock the Red, joined every week by this gentleman right here, Mr. The Full Clip. What's the haps, dude? How are you? Yeah, doing all right. Uh, resting, recuperating, and that's a good thing because this is a big news week. It is a big news week. It's um, it's a lot to talk about. Now we we're recording a few days after um we normally record, so you know we got a little a little bit more, but uh, otherwise, dude, it just was like just so much going on. Oh, so yeah. it's it's good. We got a lot to talk about. Um, but before that, you've been playing anything fun? Anything exciting? Uh, you know, it's not going to excite a lot of people, but I just finished the season two battle pass of uh, hey, Call of Duty you Modern did Warfare. it. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, just in time for like the, uh, you know, I grinded this entire week leading up to the double XP event. I didn't know it was coming, so a little bit of time wasted there. Uh, Maybe it's all time wasted in the end, but whatever. (laughs) Not if you're having fun. Exactly. Are you having fun? Yes. That's that's all that matters. I did read recently that the the player count is dropping uh, pretty incredibly for Warzone and and Modern Warfare 2, so they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, get the people back. Yeah. Um, what have I been playing? I've been like really um, going through my backlog since I've started buying all these Steam games. Since I'm a new PC gamer, um, I'm playing. Uh, I played a lot of Monster Train. You ever heard of this game? No. So it's like um, it's a deck builder like uh, card game. It's kind of like Slay the Spire, if you've ever played that, where like you just put out cards, and they're monsters, and hmm. they have abilities and stuff. So I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, there's this other game called Neon Abyss, which is kind of like a platforming Binding of Isaac, I would describe it as. like It's a roguelike. Um, and then um, a fairly new game called Patch Quest, uh, and that's like a bullet hell meets Zelda roguelike type situation. Um Loving them all. I'm having a blast, dude. It's it's great. I'm so happy that uh, I'm able to play some of these older like indie games and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and man, right there in the, in the right in the in my hand on the Steam Deck. Yeah. The Steam Deck, man. At first, like when I was trying, I don't know. I didn't know what I was trying to do with it. The Steam Deck, and now I've figured out like the comfort zone is playing some of these like three dollar two dollar games that are like old like classics anything they got like very positive reviews overwhelmingly positive reviews and um i see why you yeah know? it's fun there's a whole world that i've been missing out on you know yeah you know people keep telling me because i'm i'm fairly recent to pc gaming too within the past two years or so mm-hmm. uh, people are telling me go back and play those classic ones that you've heard of like uh, portal and uh half-life 2 yes yeah yeah portal you can get for like a buck yeah like uh yeah so some great games, but yeah, I've been uh, 
been playing those. I did start playing one of the uh, new releases, but I'll get to that when we talk about it. Um, which I guess we probably should. We need to move this show along today. We got a lot of a lot of shit to talk about. Shall we? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about our new releases from last week. All right, first up, Crime Boss. Rock Hay City came out March 28th for PC, PS5, Xbox X, and S. This one, so we, I feel like we talked about it fairly recently, and we were both a little excited for it. It looked fun. It was like an 80s, 90s, like, kind of B-movie GTA-type situation. Yeah. Uh, Vanilla Ice, Chuck Norris. Oh, all kinds right? of names, right? Danny yeah, Trey everybody. Um, and then it came out. So it came out this past week, and unfortunately, I'm hearing a lot of bad things. Mm. So this I was is, a little disappointed. Yeah, this is one of those games where like we just knew nothing about it since that. Yeah, uh, they they gave us that little teaser of was it the Game Awards? Yep. Yeah, and you know, with that kind of game, just because it has a lot of star power doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. Or, um, but, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta wait till it comes out and see what people are saying. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was open to it being just like not a great game because it's like kind of got that B movie type thing. If it was just not a great game or whatever. But unfortunately, I'm hearing there's a ton of bugs in the game. Um, and then even when you get through parts that aren't bugged, there's just really bad writing and a boring story and really boring, repetitive gameplay. So like all the worst things you could possibly want in a game, you know? Yeah. Um, for the like the star power, the cameos, like. I'll buy it when it's like five bucks, you know, just to say like, yeah, I tried it. And maybe by then it'll be, have been ironed out. Hopefully um, if the devs stick with it. They'll, they'll fix it. Yeah. I mean, it's, a couple patches might iron out some of these bugs. You know, obviously it's not going to fix any bad writing or anything, but I'm so curious as to what this game is. And I love shitty action, like B action movies, you know, yeah. they're great. So, you know, I'm still curious despite all the bad reviews and stuff, but I want to know if anybody out there has played this game, let me, you know, let us know what, what you, what you think of it. Um, because yeah, yeah, I was a little disappointed, but you know, there's a lot of other games out there like Dredge. This came out March 30th on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, Nintendo Switch. This is the game. So I, I, um, I saw this was coming out. I put it on my wish list last week, and I was like, "I'll get it when it goes on sale sometime." And then I got, um, I got bored, and I and I bought it. Oh, nice! I bought it. It was twenty five bucks. Um, it's a single player fishing game, but it's not just a fishing game. There is like a creepy, like mystery horror vibe to it as well. Like so, there's like nothing is as it seems, but you're like it's this top down thing of a boat, and you got to go out, and you got to catch fish so it's not like you know realistic fishing you're not casting a line or whatever you're just in a boat and you catch different types of fish and the more fish you catch you can upgrade your boat upgrade your fishing stuff and this mystery kind of unravels about like why you're there and what's going on and then like you start going out and there's like monsters in the ocean like kraken and like stuff like that and that's where it gets a little sketchy a little scary um there's over 125 creatures that you could catch and then, like I said, yeah, you're just constantly upgrading and stuff like that. I've only played it for maybe about an hour, hour and a half, and I love it. The hook, <laughs> get it? The, the hook is great, and it's really, it caught me. Yeah, they got you on the line, huh? 
Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so from the trailer that I watched of this, I, I didn't even know the objective was like to fish, but I knew there were monsters and crazy things like that happening. Mm-hmm. But it seems really interesting because it's not a clone of like Sea of Thieves or the Skull and Bones mm-hmm. were waiting to come out. Um, yeah. In this one, like you are the boat, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You just control the boat when you're on there. You're not, like, moving around on a boat. It's just, like, a small little tiny boat on the screen, and you go to where you see, like, fish. You catch fish, and you go back. There's, like, this meter that when you're out in the night, like, it, um, it, it, your panic goes up. So, like, the longer you're out there, the weirder stuff you see, and you kind of go a little crazy. And, um, like, when it's nighttime, like, rocks just kind of, like, pop up out of nowhere, and, like, you got to, like, move out of the way so you don't damage your boat and stuff like that. So then you got to go upgrade your your lighting so you can see these rocks better. So it's all, like, this, you know, it's this cycle of just upgrading and catching bigger fish. And, and then, like, there's people that want, like, this, oh, this person wants an eel, so go catch an eel. So it's, like, stuff like that. So a lot of just, like, doing the quests, doing the lists, and just exploring, which I'm having a blast doing. Cool. So I recommend it. And last up, The Last Worker came out for PC, PS, V, or let's see, PC, PC VR, PS5, PS VR 2, Xbox SX, and Nintendo Switch. So uh, available both virtual reality versions and regular first-person versions. Um, this is a, it's a single-player narrative. Uh, it's about, like, automation and how robots are taking over. This guy's literally the the last worker. Um and uh, everything I'm reading about this is it's a great game. It's got a heartfelt story. Um, there's satire about like the current state of the workforce and, and automation and that sort of thing. And then on top of that, it's like this beautiful hand-drawn um, created world and, and animation and art. So um, really cool. I, I wasn't really familiar with this and I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Probably I'm probably get the VR version, oh, you, gotta. Um, you know, because why not? Yeah, it sounds right? like it'd be kind of fun, like one of those job simulator games. Yeah, exactly. Like job simulator, but like more like serious. You know, you're not uh, throwing, um, you know, beef jerky at yeah. people or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It looks um, beautiful. And I, I don't know. I'm, he- I'm hearing great things. So it's on the list. The list is getting big, dude. Yeah. The list is getting big. That's why I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy this one instead of, you know, I need more games to play, obviously. Yeah, there's a real shortage of games out there to play right now. Oof, oof, yeah, it's rough. Um, All right, that's it for our new releases from this past week. Uh, Let us know if you're playing any of these or any of the other new games that have just come out. We got to move on. Let's keep things trucking. Let's talk about our news of the week. All right, our top news story this week, E3 is dead. R.I.P. Let's pour one out for E3. Um, It has officially been canceled. Now, we've been talking about it for, um, you know, a few weeks now, just speculating. What is it going to be? All these cancellations, all these, you know, people not committing. And, um, yeah, it seems like so... Just last week, Sega, Tencent, and then Ubisoft said they weren't going to be going. And it seems to me like Ubisoft 
that was the nail in the coffin right there. When they when they canceled, um, it was like, well, what what is this event gonna be? You know, yeah. Ubisoft was always a huge presence there. They always had a very um, popular and big um, direct at the event and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, you and I were finally getting into this uh, video game journalism thing. Yeah. Where this was our year. We we're gonna go to E3. We we're gonna be kings. Absolutely. Now look at us. They took it from us. <laughs> they did. Um, so yeah, it, it was initially confirmed to IGN um, that this there was email sent out. The email said, uh, well, E3 remains a beloved event and brand that the 2023 version simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. Um, so, you know, that's that's basically it. Yeah, they just and unfortunately, the way it was run too. They kept saying we're gonna, you know, we're gonna say who's coming to this thing. We're gonna announce it soon. We're gonna announce it soon. But the no one was ever notified. Like none of the games companies were given information that they could commit to. So it was really just a whole big clusterfuck. It seems. Yeah. <laughs> Hard my French, but um, yeah, yeah it just. I don't know what was going on with it. And the whole thing's nothing new because we were pretty much in the same situation last year where I believe the 2022 was canceled. And I guess to clarify, it like E3 isn't canceled forever. That's not what we're hearing so far, right? Right. Just 2023's event. So Yeah, I, and I don't know how they come back from this. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. They are going to have to make some radical changes and figure out what purpose they serve. Because to yes. all these big companies, it's like, well, we could just have our own direct, and then we don't have to compete with our competitors on your stage. Exactly, yeah. And that was the big thing. Like, So to everybody outside the industry, that was it. It was the the shows, the, the announcements and that sort of thing, the directs, all the, all the big, um, you know, stage uh, parts, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call them. Um, but people in the industry, it was like, you know, it was an event to – you know, play games, check out new equipment, and to really just kind of rub elbows with everybody else in the industry. Um, so, like, that's a big part that I don't know, you know, what effect this is going to have on that part, you know. Um, but, yeah, like you said, there's still going to be a ton of, um, you know, informative displays showing uh, uh, everything uh, in the, in that, in specifically this month during, during, where e3 was going to be yeah so you know um we will have some news that week in the weeks to follow but i just want to read the statement real quick from reed pop the guys that were um putting the show on they said uh, this was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for e3 we appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made uh, being at E3 this summer, an obstacle they couldn't overcome. For those who did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry. We can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from Reed Pop's event experiences. So, um, yeah, they, 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 that's a good thing that I even think of as well. They didn't give these companies enough time like to showcase a demo if they want to make an, a major announcement. You know, I got this game coming out. Check this out. And here's a demo of the gameplay. Nobody knew. You know, yeah, I'm sure they, they there was an idea like E3 is coming up, of course, but like whether or not it was going to happen has been led 
you know, I mean, we're a couple months away. So not even, you know, a month and a half away from this thing. Yeah. So, um, but like you said, there is going to be a bunch of um, other events taking place. So Jeff Keeley's Summer Game Fest uh, is going to happen on June 8th. He even put out, like, right when the announcement was made, uh, Jeff Keeley tweeted, like, yeah, E3, you know, um, it's not, they didn't move, they didn't change with the times. And he is, you know. So um, that's, yeah, June 8th. It's always huge uh, announcements at Jeff Keeley's things. He's the, the you know, leading the industry in, in getting those premieres. He loves yeah. the world premiere. Um, so, yeah, and he said the 2023 event will be the biggest event ever. And I'm sure that's the case now that E3's, you know, if 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 Capcom had a, a new game that they were planning on showing at E3, what's the next biggest stage now, you know? Yep. Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. So that one's going to be one not to miss. Uh, so, yeah, June 8th, that one starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about uh, after that one. And then June 11th. Uh, the Microsoft is doing their um, Xbox Game Showcase and the Starfield Direct that we had talked about recently. So a um, bunch of Starfield information and then, you know, Xbox Game information. And then June 12th, Ubisoft will be doing a um, a forward a live event uh, on June 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. So, um, yeah, that is... Uh, it's it's all happening still, but just not under the E three banner. Yeah, should we take bets on whether there's going to be a twenty twenty four now? Oof. Um. Yeah, I say. I say no. I don't think there's going to be. What do you think? I think I'm there with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because I don't know where do they go? Where are they useful? If the big guys don't need you, maybe the indie guys could get a stage, get your spotlight, right? right. There are already events dedicated to the indie spot. Exactly, and if that's the case, yeah, you got to change what the focus is. Because if yeah, if Xbox, Sony, um, you know, Nintendo, if none of them are going to be there, and it's you know maybe just games or technology or something like that, focus needs to shift, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna need to be rewritten the whole the whole thing. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what does happen, but I think at some point, I th- I think it's going to reemerge. They're going to, you know, figure it out, figure out what it is and have like this. I think nostalgia always yeah. comes back to, you know, and people are going to be like, man, I really miss going to E3. And it's like, they're going to have this huge event and it's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. That's what I'm hoping for. I bet you're right but. about that. I was thinking about this and comparing it to G4 TV, which we saw have unfortunately mm-hmm. a short run back um mm-hmm. but i mean the same situation could happen if they give it a few years and get people more interested in the idea of it again yep yep exactly yeah so and i think a lot of it too still stems from you know the from covid you know people are still don't want to travel and attend these huge events with tons of people yeah you know so um yeah maybe somewhere down the line but we Keep everyone posted. All right, next up, everyone's favorite segment here at Gaming News Weekly, Microsoft Minute. Um, so it's looking more and more like this Microsoft Activision Blizzard King deal 
is going to go through. Yep. Who does thunk it? You know, it's um, it's looking good. So recently, uh, we heard from the European regulators. Uh, now they don't have an official decision out. They're uh, expected to make that by April 25th. But so we talked about it recently these 10 year deals that that um, Microsoft was throwing around. Seems like they worked. Yep. Who did, I never would have thought. I was like, this is some bullshit. They just, they're just like, you know, trying to appease the um, the regulators and the and the CMA, the the Competition Market Authority, and it looks like it worked, yeah. man. Let's let's not forget that that's for one single game that they've made this promise about. Everything else under their <laughs> umbrella that they're about to purchase, and yeah. uh, and and what they already owe, that's not a guarantee at all. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's crazy. So, yeah, but that was it. That was just like they um the deal that they made with Nintendo and then Nvidia really was the one where they're like the the European uh regulators are like, "Okay, you know, they're looking to uh, you know, that was their big concern. Call of Duty." He said it's just like cuz that's the, you know, obviously the money maker. But um the uh the Competition Market Authority, they said, uh, having considered the additional evidence provided, we have now provisionally concluded that the merger will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in console gaming services because the cost to Microsoft of withholding Call of Duty from PlayStation would outweigh any gains from taking such action. So, yeah, it's uh, they they seemed to be, the UK seemed to be pretty much like a, a big hurdle. And um, now that that's cleared... Everything seems to be falling in place, but um, the CMA said they're still cautious of the deal's impact on the cloud gaming market, um, and they're currently investigating its potential impact. But uh, yeah, like I said, April twenty fifth is when they will make their um, their decision, and then we also recently saw that the uh, merger has been approved in Japan now, so. Um, that they said the Japan Fair Trade Commission reviewed the transaction and reached the conclusion that the transaction is unlikely to result in substantially restraining competition in any particular fields of trade. Um, they found that the $69 billion merger fell under the safe harbor criteria for vertical business integrations. Um, and uh, yeah, and they're going to let it go through. So it's a big surprise there. Kind of, because I mean, Sony is Japan's like. That's true. Yeah, it's their company. That's uh, their exactly. So it is. It is a little surprising to see that they're going to side with Microsoft on this, or at least, I mean, maybe that's not even a good way of phrasing it. But it seems like right. Microsoft's going to get what they want out of this anyway. Yes, and I think a lot of it goes into something we're going to talk about in a minute, um, and that is Sony's just kind of their death grip on the Japanese marketplace. So it really. On paper, Microsoft is not a threat at all, and this, you know, this merger will have no bearing on on Sony's stance in Japan because they have such a, a prevalent force in that market. So, um, yeah, it just it seems like it's going to happen. It went from seeming like I don't know, like I don't know if this is going to happen, to maybe um, we're only a few months away from from a, a decision. So. Yeah. We'll have to yeah. check back, back in on that list we brought up like one time that had all the different territories and places where this yes. had to be approved. Because I think yep. some of them had issues right away and some of them got approved right away. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like Brazil and like yeah, some other places were just like it was approved. And um, yeah, I know that UK, US were, are the big ones that are still waiting to um, to hear from. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all falling into place. Uh, it's getting exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, we've been talking about it for so damn long yeah. that I really just want something to happen one way or the other. But more than more than not, I would like I would like this merger to go through. I think as a gamer, I think it's going to open up a lot of um, you know new uh, new things for us as far as how we're going to play games and possibly you know put a little of that Microsoft money in there and create you know all I want is a Guitar Hero. We've yeah. talked about it. Let's just make it happen. If this merger goes through and the the first thing that they say is not also here's a new Guitar Hero. Yeah. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to write to my congressman then. How could you let this happen? Um, speaking of Congress, let's talk about this Sony Japanese thing. So, um, and what sure is what's sure to be an entirely coincidental situation, um, completely separate from this merger, <laughs> 11 members of the U.S. Congress have been uh, pressing President Biden uh, to take action on the PlayStation Xbox console competition in Japan, stating that Sony has, you know, um, the the huge the market in in Japan, and they're not allowing uh, fair business practices to take place. So, um, so a couple uh, notes from that. So uh, we don't need to get into the details about who's uh, asking for this or whatever, but. Um, they're saying that Sony's business practices in Japan are blocking U.S. companies from competing in that country's gaming market and could be running afoul of U.S.-Japan trade deals that are in place. So um, they're saying, Today we write to bring to you your attention the imbalanced Japanese video game market, which we are concerned may be a result of a discriminatory trade practice that could violate the spirit of the U.S.-Japan Digital Trade Agreement. Uh, the letter alleges that Sony PlayStation is 98% of the high-end console market in Japan, um, and um, they designed to keep Japanese games from Microsoft's Xbox and says such moves may violate Japan's antitrust laws. Um, so what's funny about this is that Nintendo, who reigns supreme over all of this, is not even considered in this discussion because they are not a uh, a high end console, according to these lawmakers. So this, you know, as a conspiracy uh, guy right here, this entirely reads to me like Microsoft is like, "Hey, you eleven Congress people, what's going on with this? You know, Sony in Japan that doesn't look great. You know, let's let's light some fires here." So. Um, you know, it sounds like something Sony would have done to Microsoft, <laughs> you know, coincidental, like you said at the beginning, I think, uh, exactly. It, there's, there's no other very prominent, uh, examples of Congress having a little bit of bias toward American companies and against Asian companies. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is just, it's just funny, the timing. Um, but it's, I mean, it's true. And I just, I also think that they completely 
uh, you know, the fact that they completely just disregard Nintendo as as part of the video game yeah. industry and their, you know, yeah. their powerful uh, role in the whole thing. It's just like, no, no, we're not talking about them. <laughs> Which, I mean, is that fair enough? Because Xbox and PlayStation are a little bit closer on their competition. I would go so far as to say that Nintendo does compete, but the reason that they're competitive is because they offer something so different. Um, so it's not mm-hmm. like a one-to-one comparison between the two other consoles, but it is a big competitor because chances are you don't have an Xbox and a PlayStation over having one or the other and a Switch. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. it's. I mean, ultimately, it's all video games, but yeah, it is definitely um, very different. I mean, it's funny how like it just depends on what you know anybody wants to say because a couple weeks ago when microsoft was making that deal with nintendo to have call of duty on there sure maybe there could have been an argument made that they're also a you know a a competitor in the video game industry but you know not when it comes to this uh this deal but um yeah so we'll see what happens there i'm sure this is going to be nothing uh, you know um 11 congress people saying that this is is happening i don't know you know we'll see we'll keep you posted here regarding the you know the whole situation but i'm sure as soon as this uh merger goes through that this thing will kind of just fade away yeah um and then just in other playstation news the playstation plus games for april have been announced uh they come out april 4th and uh we're getting meet your maker uh, this is the post-apocalyptic first-person building and rating game from Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive. I know you're excited for this one. Yeah. Um, and I like I'm I'm really on the fence. I'm excited to see what it is. Like I have no idea what this is going to be, and I'm excited to you know get get hands-on. Had it not been in the PlayStation Plus, like I I don't think I would have been buying it. So this is a great move for them. Get you know get Definitely. some more hands on it. Yeah, I, I would definitely be like, this would be the game I'm going for if I had the PlayStation Plus right now for it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, the other ones, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, was, uh, let's see, it's a PlayStation 5 launch title. It swapped a little Big Planet series creation tools uh, to more of like a Mario game. So it's like a colorful action platformer. Um, I love anything with the word sack in it, so I'm, yep. I'm in for that one. And then Tales of Iron is a um like uh i don't know like a role-playing game i think <laughs> i really i didn't write that one down but the name it strikes me as a role-playing game or yeah. maybe like a flight simulator it could uh, be that too i have a little uh one sentence synopsis here it's a dark Ooh, and gritty hand-drawn it. rpg set in a grim land plagued by war yeah, that was that was my first guess. Dark and gritty role playing game. All right, so yeah, those are coming April fourth. So add those to your library. Next up, in one of the strangest business moves in recent memory, uh, Multiverses is being pulled from digital stores on uh, April fourth, and then will go offline in June. So now they're saying this is because this whole time it's been a beta. I don't know. I guess this technically such a weird they did thing. put it out as a beta. Yeah. Like, I didn't know so, that. Like, I mean, usually, 
that just means that we're going to roll into like someday they call it the release and exactly like we thought that was already out for four years yeah yeah so i mean people have been you know myself included spending money on this and stuff so if you're not familiar multiverse is the um the platform fighting game using the warner brothers characters so um it was very popular when it first came out it kind of like fizzled away you know i haven't played it in quite a while i was really into it for a little bit um but yeah so they're they're removing it i don't know if you know what the i don't know what the plan is for this whole situation i'm gonna let me read the quote from uh tony hi hun hun something like that um he said, we know there's still a lot of work to do. As a result, we have a clearer view of what we need to focus on, specifically the content, cadence of new characters, maps, and modes to give you more ways to enjoy the game, along with an updated net code and more matchmaking improvements. We'll also be reworking the progression system based on your feedback and looking at new ways for you to connect with your friends in the game. Uh, to do this the right way, we will be closing the Multiverse's open beta on June 25th, 2023. As part of this process, we'll be pausing updates uh, and taking the game offline as we prepare for the launch of Multiverse's, which we are targeting for early 2024. So, um, you know, almost a whole year they're taking it offline. And so people were initially upset. Like, people that have spent money on this, you know, um... We're like, you know, can I get a refund then? But nope, no refunds. But things like everything that you did purchase will, um, all the content will carry over to the actual release when it does come out. But I mean, I'm kind of wondering, like, is this going to come back out? Like, this seems strange to yeah. just completely remove this game. And it's a it's a live service game, so they have constantly been doing updates. Um, you know, changing the everything. It's like we said, you know, it's been in beta, so they have the ability to to change everything as far as, you know, how the game plays and that sort of thing. For them to completely remove it, it's strange. Yeah, for when your game could be live and making money for you, even if it's not as much money as you hope to make in the future, mm-hmm. to completely pull that down, yeah, that is a very strange decision. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going for like a big, you know, a grand opening type situation or a big release. And I, I just don't know what they could be doing that requires them to completely remove it. Um, so, yeah, very, very weird. Like, it'll still be available. Like, if you own it, you could still play it in the practice mode or like um, local with friends. So that is still available, but... You know, not many people do that. The whole point of the game was the the, the multiplayer, the online fighting version. So, very strange. But, um, yeah. Sorry, Multiverses fans. You're going to have to wait another year, eight months, whatever, to, to get back in there. So, well, I'm, I'm very interested to see what the, the final version then, if this is the beta, what the final yeah. version is going to be and how different... Yeah. Whatever launches in 2024, whether it's going to have been worth the wait. Yes, that is the big question. Because like I said, it has been losing, steadily losing players. Um, so maybe that's all it was. They're like, listen, we, you know, we got to revamp this, redo this because it's dying pretty quick. So I don't know. It's tough, man. We talk about all the time how hard it is to make these games as service live service games 
now because there's just so much to play that, you know, yeah. people move on. You move on regularly, you know. So, all right. Next up, in one of the most surprising announcements in recent memory, um, Dolphin. Now, Dolphin is a GameCube and Wii emulator. And um, it's just, it's coming to Steam. This is uh, this is crazy. It's crazy yeah. to me that a game emulator is going to be available on Steam later this year. Now, this, um, you know, for anybody not aware, an emulator is a game is it plays older ROMs. Now, to get these ROMs, you have to own the game. You know, you you're supposed to own the game and not download them from really weird uh, websites. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're saying. So, like, this is available because there's no content on it. It's just a program to run these games that you are supposed to have either made your own ROMs of your GameCube and Wii games or downloaded from, you know, games that you already own. Yeah. But Yeah, and so emulation has been legal for a while, considered legal. I think this went through mm-hmm. the courts time and time again. Emulating the hardware is completely legal as deemed by the U.S. courts. But if you do not own the software and you're pirating the game, that's where it gets illegal. And that's why Nintendo tries to take down all the sites that provide those ROMs. This, on the other hand, when they say that you need to own the physical copy, I'm wondering if they mean you need to also have a disk drive and put the physical disk into the drive in order to run it. Or if you'll just be able to open a ROM just like you could in normal Dolphin. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just going to be like, they're just covering their ass by saying that, you know? Nah. You know, it's just, it's the same thing with these pirate, like, you know, I, I was, uh, I sailed the high seas for a long time, with torrents and stuff like that. It was, um, you know, these, these all these file hosting websites would constantly go down. But their yeah. their thing was, listen, this is not our content. We're not posting the content up here. We're just, you know, we're just a delivery service. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're giving you the tools to use this. So you, it's your job to to provide the content. But I don't know. Like, it's going to come down to Steam's stance on this, I believe. I feel like at some point, you know, we'll see a cease and desist from Nintendo or something go up there saying, hey, this is making it easier for people to play these games that they don't own. Um but like I have Dolphin on my Steam Deck right now, and I just I downloaded it and I installed it. It was very easy to install, not as easy as just going to Steam and downloading it. Yeah. But um, you know, it's it's definitely simple, and to, I I'm eager to see how easy it is to put the ROMs on. Then if you through the Steam version, um, so real quick the uh, on the Steam description. I'll read it to you real fast. It says, Return to an era of gaming before the advent of microtransactions and experience a diverse library of thousands of titles that were released for these consoles over a span of 15-plus years. Dolphin Emulator allows these classic games to be reborn into the modern era with support for 4K displays, modern controllers, and much, much more. All of this fully open source and free to download. Dolphin Emulator creates a virtual environment on your device that is capable of running games originally developed for two of the big ends revolutionary consoles. However, Dolphin itself does not provide any of the games. It's just a tool to run legally obtained copies of these games. Once you have dumped copies of your games into a compatible format, you can launch them directly in the emulator. So, um, that's cool. 
there's a lot of great uh, GameCube and uh, Wii games out there. Now, of course, only get the ones that you already own. I will never, ever advocate for, um, you know, pirating software. Yeah. Never. You know, it's it's rough because Nintendo wants it both ways because what was it last week that they shut down the online stores for the Wii U and the DS or, or mm. one of the other handhelds. Yeah. So they don't want to sell you the game, but they don't want you to have access to the game unless you already have it on your system. And if something happens to that, you can never get it again. Right. Uh, so there's got to be a happy medium. I'd love to see some legislation that, you know, after... 25 years a game is considered uh public domain mm -hmm. yeah well especially because you know that's when the the nintendo branded games finally get their first sale after 25 years you know <laughs> yeah. those things are full price oh yeah <laughs> so yeah it's uh it's crazy i'm interested to see what this does and if it creates um more emulators available on these marketplaces or if this is going to be entirely what I expect, and that is for Steam to remove this um, it's a, after getting you know pushed from from Nintendo. We all know that, how litigious Nintendo is, yeah. so that that could be a, a path forward though for emulation because they could challenge that in court and they mm -hmm. could take Nintendo to task on it and maybe change the way uh, emulation is seen or at least the way it's you know what Nintendo is able to do about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's, I don't think we know when it's available, but you can uh, wish list it now on steam. So uh, wish list it. It'll let you know when that comes out and you download it and, and check it out. Um, I'm excited. Like I said, I already have it on my steam deck, but I think this is going to be much, much easier than um, to load the ROMs and stuff like that. So uh, it'll be cool. All right, and last up, you thought we were done talking about uh, huge video game acquisitions? Well, we kind of are. But there is this one to talk about. Take-Two, you know, everybody knows gaming uh, company Take-Two. They just um, acquired mobile game subscription service Game Club. Have you ever heard of this Game Club? I have not. No. Me neither. I had to do some research after this was announced. Um, so it's kind of like the Apple Arcade. It's a subscription service for mobile games. You pay $4.99 a month, you have access to all these mobile games. I did not recognize a single mobile game on this thing. Um, according to their website, they're like, we got all the popular games from before, and now we have them all. And I'm like, dude, I don't recognize any of these games. So I don't know. But... Take Two now owns them. They um, they uh, just bought them. What else? <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is where it gets interesting because I don't think this purchase is about what comes with uh, Game Club. It's more about buying the underlying technology. The reason Amazon bought Twitch, you know, they they want to mm -hmm. be able to stream video like Twitch, so they buy that company and, and gain their right. technology. So now Mojang, or, sorry, uh, Take Two. Uh, owns Game Club, but they also own, isn't it Zynga? Yes. So, yeah, yep. it's it's their games that are going to be moving over to this service or something that they spawn right. out. Right, right, yes, yes. Very true. What is it, what is it, what, give me an example of one of uh, their games. What do they have, like, uh, Zynga, yeah, I believe it was, like, a lot of those. You can look yeah. it up real quick. Uh, we got Farmville, like... Poker, Farmville 2, Farmville 3. 
oh shit, there's so yeah. many Farmvilles. I'm really behind in my Farmville. Um, yeah, I mean, not a lot of crazy titles, but uh, some big ones. You know Farmville 1, 2, and 3 makes oh, money yeah. hand over fist there. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. so that's interesting. Um, subscription services are definitely the way of, um, you know, this is the way everything's going. So it'll be interesting to see how they could compete with uh, Apple's Arcade and, um, you know, do their thing. But, yeah, we'll see. All right, and that is it for us here you got anything else uh, you want to talk about? Did we leave anything out? No, nah, we hit it all. We did. We did all of it. Every single thing talked about in this past week, we talked about here on Gaming News Weekly. So um, you're welcome. That's all I got to say. My name is E-Rock the Red. I'm joined by this dude every week, full clip. Check us out on Fruit Lab. Um, we post all our game content there, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, if you're too cool for Fruit Lab and you don't want to earn money and gift cards while you watch video game content, you could also go to YouTube. Not as cool YouTube. I'm at Pop Culture Playground. Uh, full clip is at GameFax, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Uh, he's also over on Twitch. Uh, follow him over there. Uh, full clip underscore FL. And then um, podcasts everywhere. You can download this show every Monday morning. We'll have all the biggest news in your ear holes, in podcast form. And then uh, after you listen, you could go watch the cool the cool clips over on TikTok. I tried to post a TikTok clip, um, but I said boner in it. I said the word boner, uh-huh. and it wouldn't let me post that. I didn't know really? that boner wasn't allowed to be said on TikTok. So you can, you can shake them, you just can't say the word. Exactly, yeah. You could have your entire breasts out and, uh, you know, have... Uh, I've seen so many murders... On TikTok, I don't. My algorithm is weird. It's just boobs and murder, but um, but you can't say boner. Um, all right. Did I miss anything? That's it. We did it all. All right. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week with more video game news. Bye bye.